0: eligible items only exclusions apply
1: CBS Wednesday we have so many cool diverse people from different backgrounds different beliefs different upbringings and it just keeps growing i, feel it in my soul. I am a citizen of the united states i'm a hustler
0: i'm a big taylor swift fan
1: i'm the queen of the tribe
0: survivor. i am playing whatever role i got to play
1: i'm going to play this game for speed i ain't going down like no punk <laughs>
0: A new survivor Wednesday on CBS and streaming on Paramount Plus.
1: Morning Bucknutters. It is Wednesday, December the 14th, 2022. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning Five and Change. Once again, you've tuned in for the beautiful visage and dulcet tones of Dave Biddle and Gotten Me. I apologize for that. But you do have the people's champ, Matt Maxendale, in his usual Wednesday spot. Bax. How goes it?
0: Morning, Mr. Rubin. And don't give yourself such a bad name here. You have beautiful dulcet tones as well.
1: And a face for radio, but I digress. Um, Let's talk about the news of the day. We have all been kind of, I guess, since the Toledo game. It's been week to week. Uh, Pick your running back at Ohio State. Travion Henderson suffered an injury in that game. I actually was at that game. That was the Dallin Hayden, in my opinion, breakout game. Let's just call it the breakout that maybe never happened. Travion Henderson has had surgery. He will not be playing in the playoff game against Georgia. As I stated, he injured that foot against Toledo and tried to come back. Anybody who had the good fortune to witness Travion's uh, initial season here could see that he was limited. He's a high-level athlete who, if he's not one of the fastest guys in college football, he was he was limited, and he will not play in the bowl game. Your thoughts on this, maybe how that fits into the running back situation. Obviously, Mayan Williams has been dealing with nagging injuries, and in the game, we had a transfer linebacker, and Diamante him, get his first major action, which to me was troubling. Backs, the floor is yours.
0: Yeah, so this is two of our three top running backs from August that are now out for the playoff. Uh, everybody forgets Evan Pryor, but that's how the season started was with a running back injury, and it seems to in many ways be the theme of the year on offense, uh, what to do with the running backs. Luckily, hopefully all the uh, injuries that Mayan Williams has been struggling with are going to be healed up a little bit better by the bowl game, but Trevion Henderson's a home run hitter. Like, that's what his number one M.O. is out of the backfield. This is a guy, if you give him the ball and he hits the hole and he doesn't dilly-dally on it, he can outrun everybody to the end zone. And unfortunately, that's now out of the arsenal against Georgia. And look, Henderson this year has been kind of hard to watch at times because he's been limited with his foot injury. This is something that I'm, I'm not shocked at all. Like no, I don't think anybody right. should be shocked that this happened. I think we're a little disappointed. We were hoping it wasn't maybe as bad as it turned out to be. But you shouldn't be shocked. He's been dealing with this since September, and he's kind of fought through it at times. We saw him hit a couple big plays against Penn State, which were badly needed. I and mean, That was the game Ohio State was on the brink for most of the game in. But yeah, now we're down to hopefully a healthy Mayan Williams with the time off, Dallin Hayden, and like you said, we, ha- we have him who didn't have more. I think he had one carry before the Michigan game, and then he had like 14 against them, which was maybe the weirdest thing I've ever seen in a long and weird history of the game. So this is a blow. It is a blow for Ohio State, plain and simple. Uh, You're losing a home run, hitter, and I don't think there's any other way to spin it here.
1: If we all remember back to the last time Ohio State has hoisted the ultimate trophy, some of the major... uh, staple memories are Zeke cutting through a big time defense and being able to outrun the secondary full of NFL players. Travion Henderson has those similar abilities in terms of a speed factor that look, Georgia's fastest player. If he gets next to Travion Henderson, and he's healthy. I'm going to go with Travion Henderson. So um, that's a big time blow. The issue I have with it is it's one thing when Justin Fields is your quarterback and your top running back goes down. I don't think Ohio State can beat Georgia without being able to successfully run the ball on first down. The number one staple to me of Ohio State when they are absolutely rolling on offense is second and two. Yep. When you can just hand the ball to the running back and he gets six, seven or eight yards and then you are in pick your poison on second down. And when you are in pick your poison with Ryan day, you are in trouble. However, we have to get to those poisonous spots. And I now somewhat question our ability to do that. What do you make of the Dallin Hayden situation? I, for one thought he could have been inserted into the Northwestern game and his bursts would have made a major difference. I do not see eye to eye with the staff. Apparently, do you think Hayden, is in the doghouse? Is it a, is it a, uh, pass protection thing? It is very bizarre. Like you mentioned to go to a running back with no experience in that situation they went to with train em. So is there something here that we need to be worried about? You think?
0: I think it's just really perplexing. Like they have seen Hayden now, I think he had 300 yard games this year, which were really the only three games he got any run in. And, that Northwestern game to me was the most confusing one because really? Williams wasn't healthy. He was struggling. He was the oh, it was the first time all year I've seen Williams kind of try to avoid contact. And H- Hayden should have been in in that game. And then after that, OSU played him a little bit more, and he had a great game the week against the week before Michigan against Maryland. And then he got one carrier, two carries against Michigan. Yes. And I'll be honest, Trainum put up decent rush yards, but there were a few times where he hit a few holes that if Hayden had hit that hole, he's probably in the end zone. And I think it was a loss for Ohio State that we didn't put one of one more talented running backs on the field against them. I hope like hell Hayden is the number two guy behind a healthy Mayan Williams in the playoffs because we need him. And by the way, to piggyback the point about how much losing a home run hitter at running back hurts, all you have to do is ask Ohio State how he did against Alabama in the national title game a couple of years ago when we lost Trey Sermon on the first carry of the game. As another example of what you need so yeah for this game hayden better be the number two like the game plan better be that williams is the runner but hayden's going to be the next guy up no offense to Trainum, who is doing everything he can to help ohio state win and scored i think 10 touchdowns in two seasons at arizona state but what we've seen between the two is is that hayden's the better runner and like you said i don't know if it's a pass protection thing but i doubt it we saw him play extensively numerous times this year so i don't think this is pass protection i i I don't really have an ex- answer for it unless something's going on behind the scenes that we're not privy to.
1: I believe the explanation was something along the lines that he didn't fit in the game plan, which is.
0: Yeah. We don't want a guy play who run for 100 yards last week. That's not a good thing to have in the game yeah, plan.
1: It's a very general statement too. I mean, I don't, it's, it's, it's <laughs> also, I don't understand <clears throat> in terms of Matt, let's let's uh, we all have Google. You can look up Georgia's defense, and I know Maya Williams is a nice back. You're not running over guys at Georgia, man. We're not going to just go down there and physically brutalize them the way we can some of the lesser-talented teams. So this will be very interesting in terms of the matchup with the explosiveness. Um, obviously, they're going to have to make a lot of plays in the passing game, and thankfully they have those guys. Now, once again, we're not going to have Jackson Smith and Jigman for this either. So I guess you are getting a representative Ohio State team in the in the in the playoff, considering what they've been all year. So we will keep an eye on that. Other news: Jansen Dunn, defensive back, has uh, opted to hit the transfer portal. I don't think this will have a similar impact to Travion Henderson exiting the uh, game against Georgia. It's been interesting because Ohio State, uh, due to the fact that they qualify for the playoff, I think any guy who was going to opt out for NFL purposes or even possibly announce an early uh, intention to transfer. The Taraji Mitchell did this and yeah. still said he's going to play. Um, would have done so already. Are you expecting a mass exodus after the game? Uh, did this convince people to stay? If you were, who would you be expecting? Maybe generally speaking, if there's position groups you're worried about.
0: You know, I I don't know if I necessarily expect a mass exodus. It seems like the program culture at OSU is still pretty decent. Um, like we saw with Taraja Mitchell. I mean, he made his announcement with the the coaching staff, the coaching staff literally let him stick around for the entire playoff run, knowing he's going somewhere else. Uh, I I think Dunn isn't a surprise that that's one position group where we have a lot of bodies is at safety. Um, We're kind of off, off balance, if you will, in the defensive backfield right now with only six scholarship corners and more safeties. So that's, that's definitely a spot where, um, if we're looking in the portal corner is the top of my list without the shadow of a doubt. Um, But I I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens here because You know, you've got some other position groups where maybe there's a few more guys than, you know, can get on the field. And everybody's going to look at that wide receiver position group and go, well, like Buka's got more time. Harrison's got more time. You know, uh, Fleming's not going pro. So what's going on with some of these guys getting opportunities? I wouldn't be surprised to see if one of these receivers left. But. Flip side is, if you're a receiver and you're at Ohio State and you got to wait another year to play, maybe that's not the worst thing ever because how many Ohio State receivers go super high in the league? So I I, I think this – position, and I also think you're going to see some linebackers go because we don't use linebackers in this defense in the volume that I think um, maybe a lot of them hoped. So that's going to be kind of interesting to see is as we reshuffle how this roster is distributed across the 85 scholarships. You need more guys at corner. We have we don't have nearly enough guys at corner right now. That is the glaring issue at Ohio State's roster construction right now. Is the only six scholarship corners, and most of them are freshmen or, or second year players at Ohio State. That's a big problem. I think Cam Brown's the only one who isn't a freshman or a second year player. That's a huge problem. Meanwhile, we have like twelve safeties and like eight linebackers. And, you know, so I think that's where you're going to see some of this roster churn a little bit to try to balance this out better um I don't think Dunn will be the last one though he just might be the only one we hear about before the uh before the playoff starts and I think from a situation for a guy like Dunn he might not be in as much demand because he's not as proven so he's got to get himself out there earlier and get onto his new team
1: do you think actually you know what let's take a quick break and pay some podcast bills here Eleven thirty, mark for you people keeping score at home And we're back. Do you think there are uh, any guys on the team who will emerge in this uh, practice, extended practice time? Obviously, the first name that comes to everyone's mind, like mine, is Sonny Styles. Yep. A guy who could possibly maybe get some extra burn and practice reps. Yep. uh, Specifically directed at chasing around bulldogs. Any thoughts on, I mean, please wax poetic on Sonny, but anyone else you expect to see?
0: Well, you know, it's interesting because this is like the discussion of who's going to be our Von Bell, right? And for those of you who somehow don't remember, Von Bell was the five-star safety that barely played uh, about a decade ago. And then we went to the Orange Bowl against Clemson, and Von Bell finally started. And he had like 14 tackles and a pick and was like, where the hell has this guy been all year? That's why everybody's looking at Sonny Styles, Because we're like, look, this kid even shouldn't even been here yet. Essentially, he's an early enrollee by age now, right? Except he's been here a whole year. Yep. And what little bit we've seen of his burst, we're all like, ooh, boy, buddy. Um, I'm going to throw another name out there, though, one that I think we've seen flashes from this year, um, not just in base defense but on special teams, Caden Curry. I think Caden Curry's the guy who has been good and needs to be out there more. I'm, I can make the argument that Caden Curry should very clearly be in the two deep over some other players that are playing more. So I would like to see more Caden Curry. I think the opportunity for more Caden Curry is certainly there. So after Sonny Styles, Caden Curry is the most obvious one to me that I'm just like, yes, more of him, please.
1: So they've got a lot of um, high-profile, air-quote, experience depth on the defensive line. I think that's the reason, excuse me, Curry didn't get as much burn this year as he possibly could have. But if you want to name the guy behind closed doors that you hear about, the, the name gets thrown in there every once in a while because, and then you saw <clears throat> he's on a special team with his motor. Caden Curry has a very bright future at Ohio State. Um, mm-hmm. Fan favorite Caden Curry is going to be a term that will be uh, trademarked here at some point because he plays, he's a tad undersized for his position, and he plays like a werewolf, and those people tend to um, Really enjoy their time here, and we will enjoy it as well. After that, um, what do you think of the matchup with Georgia? Has the time off you think helped? I have postulated that took some crap for this. That I said in the long run, there's a chance that losing the Michigan game will be beneficial only from <clears throat> a physical standpoint. Less football games is better when talking about physical attrition. I'm not saying they should have lost the game. Your general vibe on Georgia and other things kind of settled and you can look forward.
0: So as a former Atlantan, um, this is is something that I'm going to be very fascinated to see because there's a huge Ohio State presence down there. Like Georgia's the home team. They're going to have more fans. But I don't think it's going to be like four to one like all the Southerners think it's going to be. You know, there's a huge Ohio State presence in Atlanta. It's eight-plus hours from Columbus to drive. So I think, first of all, the atmosphere – there's going to be more Ohio state fans there than you think oh, yeah. um, the peach bowl announced that and as somebody who actually has done the peach bowl pregame show for local Atlanta radio in the past, the peach bowl selling out the Ohio state allotment, like as early as it did says volumes about how Ohio state's going to show for this game. So I am fascinated to see that part as for the matchup. I think these are the two th- teams that most of us over the course of the year thought were the two best teams. Like, we thought these two teams would run into each other, just wouldn't be for another couple weeks. All right, well, life happens. And while I, I agree with you, Dan, on a certain extent here, like, and we should never have lost that game. Nobody's saying that, right? But I do think Ohio State's going to come out with a massive chip on their shoulder. And we have a recent track record of going into the South against a Southern flag bearer in a big bowl game and beating them. The Sugar Bowl against Arkansas, right? The Sugar Bowl in the National semifinal against Alabama. This is the heart of the South. Georgia's the current flag bearer. They're a really good team. And to beat them, CJ is going to have to sometimes pick up those extra yards with his feet that he has been unwilling to do so so far. But this is also a matchup for Ohio State where Georgia's not one of those teams that is going to just the air raid the heck out of you it's not like this is Alabama in the national championship game two years ago we're like Smith has it again and he scored
1: there's no, no Devonte
0: Smith nope nope there is not mm-hmm. it, and the reality is Stetson Bennett's
1: improved there's no John Mechie
0: yeah th- they don't have the explosive offense that's going to go out and give Ohio State utter fits I don't believe I also think that if you look at what they did this year the only elite offense that Georgia's really ran into was Tennessee's and it was in a downpour. And the offensive line at Tennessee was incapable of keeping hooker up right in that game. Ohio state is a better O line. I think Ohio state is a coin flip in this game. If Ohio state can come out and establish the running game, Georgia's not seen a passing game like this, not one bit. And if we can keep CJ upright and by the way, all these criticisms that what did I just say, CJ has to be willing to occasionally pick up the, the spare change with this running game. C.J. has to be willing to do this. C.J. has to be willing to do that. C.J. is hearing this. He has to be hearing this. You have to think this is going to get through to him. And I think there's going to be a chip on C.J. Stroud's shoulder for maybe the first time. Because we've never really seen that from him before.
1: I'll tell you what. Uh, it's a stage for him where if he performs at his absolute best, he's in contention for the number one overall draft pick. And if you're looking to put together tape of a great game and it's against Georgia, I would think, you know, considering the fact Georgia's better than probably two or three NFL teams. I kid. Um, I think that would be very, very impressive. And um, I'm getting more optimism as we get closer, just because that's football. I, I do think when you sit back, And look at the talent level. If Ohio State can put forth an apex effort, like you said, did they put forth an apex effort every week? Obviously not. But the question is, is Ohio State's best enough to get it done against Georgia? I believe it is. Now, we can't probably have Georgia play their best, but we will see. We are going to head out here today. I will say this. Those of you who enjoy recruiting and Ohio State doing well at recruiting at certain spots – that they become known for are going to have a good day today. Mm -hmm. I'll leave you with that. We appreciate the people champ stopping by. Have a good one. Go Go
0: bucks.